Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fifth that they had faith in you. And you You talk. Give me two. What's up, everybody? I'm pissed off right now because I just checked my home league head-to-head matchup and 19 RBI. 19 fucking RBI on the goddamn bench. I can't believe it. That's insane. That has to be a record. What's the record for the most home runs or RBIs or runs that were left on your bench in one week in your head-to-head league? It's a head-to-head cats, 5 by 5 OBP instead of average. So fucking stupid. Jorge Blanco's not doing dick, but I'm definitely not going to cut him. And then he goes off today. So, you know, that's why it's best to just have a lineup for hitters with your head-to-head league, and then you just have your pitchers streamed, and you can start them when it's their turn to pitch and take that risk because it just gets really frustrating when you have so many good hitters and they're on your bench wasting away. Sucks. It totally sucks. So I'm trying to get over that now. Nobody cares, Mike. Nobody gives a fuck about your home-to-home league. So, <laughs> look at me. You like a baby. Give me two. But we got the... Fabulous waiver wire live chat here. So if you have any questions, drop them in the live chat. I will answer them thoroughly. We are going to cover a few things and get out of here. It's a quick show. Get in, get out, get out with your life. Of course, the Discord is free. The Plaza Podcast Discord for you is free. All you got to do is click the link and come on in. It'll be great. You'll love it, right? Uh, Richard's here. Hey, I'm here, my good man. Richard's here. Hey, Richard, you're a reasonable human being, so I should... uh, I should take your advice to just listen to you and tell me, what would you do? How do you deal with things when they don't go your way? Because, you know, it's unfortunate. Not everything is going to go the way you want it to do. And with MJ Melendez getting the call today, that's very exciting. A lot of people are fired up. He's an elite special talent. 
And it's the kind of guy that you don't want to miss on because he's got power and he's got catcher. That's very, very exciting. The problem is, what do you do with Melendez in real life? Will MJ Melendez, who's getting the call, the Royals are bringing him up to the show. That's very exciting. And in fact, this is breaking news to me because I was just working on this show beforehand and I didn't have a chance to see everything. So Richard, uh, if you're in a league where you need catching help, if you spent a $1,000 fab budget is the base example we're going to use here, would you spend $150, $200 on MJ Melendez? What if he gets sent back down? How long will he be here? What can we really count on? from MJ Melendez. Plus, the Royal situation, they've struggled with their hitting. I was doing the research on team leaders and hitting and pitching for this show, which I'll show you guys some of the graphics momentarily. And the Royals were bottom of the barrel in a lot of categories. Things have not gone their way so far. But, it, you know, Sal Perez is the absolute standard at catcher, so he's going to be the starter there, and he'll DH. So you have Melendez and Perez sharing time, and the current DH has been... Carlos Santana at first base, he's got to go, right? Because he, he hasn't done anything. They're gonna, they, Melendez can play other positions, not just catcher, so he's not limited by that. I'm just saying, if we're looking at what the Royals could do right now and where Melendez could fit in, if they're bringing him up today on May 1st, when rosters were cut down to 26, that's also encouraging. So as I'm fleshing this out in real time in front of all of you, I have to say, I think betting on Melendez is a good pick. They like his bat a lot. I know everybody loves talking about Vinny Pasquatino or Nick Prado, but they're not up yet. MJ Melendez is. And with his ability to play several positions, I think Melendez can play outfield too as well. They're going to try to slide his bat into the lineup, but is he going to get the Edward Oliveras treatment? That would be even worse news, would it not? <sighs> Melendez's bat is worth... $150 at catcher if you can do it on a $1,000 fab budget? I, I think so. Yeah, he could also play third base, as Richard says. Yeah, he could play third, outfield. Obviously, he could play first base. Carlos Santana is a waste of space there, so I'm not feeling it with Carlos. So I say $150 or more, maybe $200 on Melendez. If you're desperate to get a catcher who you think could give you 25 home runs this season in MJ Melendez, then go for it. Make it happen. I'm not going to do that. I've also made other moves in my leagues where I shouldn't be desperate for a catcher situation. But if you got a guy like Carson Kelly who's just killing you right now, Carson Kelly of the Diamondbacks is really dragging everybody down. He could just not get the ball rolling. Uh, Richard says 50 bucks. Yeah, I think it's going to cost more than that. Melendez is a hot name. I, Depending on the league, I think he could command $75 even a little bit more. MJ Melendez, that is. That's my opinion. That's my two cents. I don't know more than anybody, and nobody else could tell you that. So, Jasper, two L's, two Z's. What's up, my friend? And Richard says, drop Barnes, who I picked up last week for $22, and pick up Bender. How much? Absolutely pick up Bender. Four saves this week. Bender blew it out of the water. Me and Eric Cross have Bender on our tag team league, and he was on the bench. Total bummer for us. Didn't expect four saves from Bender, who had a hip issue coming in to the week. So, Bender is absolutely the closer for the Marlins. And you should pick him up and drop Matt Barnes. I'm not a fan of Matt Barnes. He walks too many guys. Bender is easily worth, again, I think we're talking another range of $50 to $100. People will spend triple digits on Bender because they see four saves in a week. 
And they're like, that's the guy. If he's available anywhere, I'm confident, very confident that Bender will command a four, a hundred dollars or more. I really do. And that's just the going rate. When somebody sees a closer that they really think they can lock in on, like Anthony Bender, they're going to do it. And, you know, his strikeouts hadn't been there, but he did strike out two in his last save. And if he can get more whiffs, I mean, I already like Anthony Bender. Let me preface by saying I like Anthony Bender. But I've been a little bit concerned watching his outings with the lack of whiffs and getting some timely double plays, which are nice to have, but sometimes those are luck and you're not always going to get those. So just to think about when you spend money on Bender. And Jaybird's here. What up, Paul? What's up, Jaybird? Good to see you, my man. Jamie's here. It's sexy time. <laughs> Is it sexy time? I didn't know it was. Wow. Uh, Jasper says, He'll go too high. I think you're talking about Melendez there, MJ Melendez, who is getting the call by the Royals. That's exciting. All right, so don't forget the Discord is free. A lot of the people in this live chat, you guys are already in the Discord, so you know how cool it is. We got a lot of great people sharing lineup decisions, fab bids, trade review, all this stuff free on the Discord. So go to the Plaza Podcast on Twitter, 2Ls, 2Zs. At the Give top of the page, we got the Patreon and the Discord link. Discord is free. Patreon starts at three bucks. I do Govier's guys every night, which is a breakdown of my personal favorite performances and players and trends that you need to know about every single night in MLB. I do it every night for you guys, and that's exclusively on the Patreon. Good stuff. Uh, Jamie says, did I see something on Sheldon Noisy? Sheldon Noisy? You were going to talk about, I did mention something on him in the Discord. He was 7% rostered. Now he's 23% rostered. I don't know where you're talking about exactly, Jamie, but yes, his, his rosterings already should have gone up in daily leagues where you could pick players up and you don't have to wait until the end of the week to make fab bids or waiver wire decisions. So he is going to be a dude who, man, Noisy's a guy that I really think could have a 2020 season. The A's have nothing to play for. They're going to play him every day. They might try to keep him as a future asset. He's still young enough. He's not that old. Or they might just try to let him play every day so he could be trade bait and then get something in return at the deadline. Either way, Noisy's a factor, and he always had this pedigree. He's a dude that I always liked. In fact, I remember somebody completely dismissing me when I brought up Sheldon Noisy last year or in last offseason. I can't remember who it was, so... You know, the story won't hold as much relevance, but somebody gave me some shit like, noisy, come on, dude, he's not going to do anything. Like, he had been let go by the Dodgers, and I was like, oh, the A's pick him up? This could be an opportunity. And it has been. So I try to lead you guys on the right track. That's my job. Richard says, listen to Sleeper and the Bus this week, everyone. That's right. I'm on the new episode with Paul Spore of the Sleeper and the Bus. That's right, the Sleeper and the Bus, me and Paul Spore. Tigers fans talking about fantasy baseball, the main event. Really, really good stuff. Thank you, Richard, for the shout-out on that. You're a good man and thorough. Okay, let's take a look at some expectations of goodness for this week. If you're looking for streamers, let's start with the Hitter's Feast. So, these are a couple of teams I've spotlighted if you're looking for streamers. So, the Cincinnati Reds, they have the worst ERA in the major leagues they're the worst record in baseball. They're an absolute train wreck, a total disaster. It's really embarrassing. And they've got Milwaukee and Pittsburgh this week. So if you're looking to stream some hitters, line up against that Reds pitching staff. They will give you plenty of statistics that will be positive for your bottom line. I assure you. Uh, the Nats as well, they have allowed the most hits in Major League Baseball. Besides Josiah Gray, 
I mean, their pitching staff is really hurting. Eric Fetty had a good start once. That was cool. But right now, if you're looking to stream and you want hitters to pick up for week five, Washington Nationals are going to Colorado this week. Yeah. Coors. Going to Colorado. What's better than that? A shitty pitching staff in Coors Field. Winner, winner, chicken dinner for sure. And then the Pittsburgh Pirates, they have only five games this week, so there'll be less opportunities to stream hitters. But, again, they're not good at pitching either. Bottom five, an ERA hits and walks, and they play my Tigers this week, who are an inept offense. We will see momentarily on the pitcher's feast. But I still think the Pirates are a team you could always stream against. People think the Orioles. I didn't put the Orioles on this list because they're actually, like, top 12 in ERA. I think it's their ERA for team-wise as a team was around 351 or so, and I was really surprised by the Orioles pitching staff. So don't be fooled by trends or assumptions, okay? Go look at the numbers first to find out which teams are the worst. And that's why I put the Texas Rangers on here. If you're looking for hitters to stream, the Texas Rangers are bottom five in ERA. They have the most... Oh, let me get rid of this banner so you can uh, see this part of it. There you go. Five games, not so great, but when they do get on the mound, they're going to throw a lot of hittable stuff. And they're on the road for all five games at Philadelphia and then three in Yankee Stadium. Bottom five in ERA, and they allowed the most home runs coming into Sunday in Major League Baseball with 32 bombs. So that is not good, but these are the hitters to feast upon. Do you like feasting? We all do. I've, I've enjoyed a good feast in my time. Not going to deny that. So there you go. There's some options for you guys I want to share. Let's go back to the comments and see what everybody else is saying. Nobody's saying anything. Great. So I'll continue forth with the pitcher's fees. Now, these are the teams that can't hit very well. And if you look at the stream pitchers, I've given you a few options. So the Reds are in both lists, unfortunately. When you're the worst team in baseball, that's just how it goes. It's not cool, but it's the reality. And they have the worst OBP and they can't hit. And now Jonathan India is on the IL, which is bad news, right? Wah, wah, wah. So the Reds just can't do anything right right now. In fact, I think it was the third worst record next to my Tigers and that classic Oriole team from 1988 that started, I think it was 0-21? Was that the record they had? Yeah, so the Reds are in rarefied air, but it's not the kind of rarefied air you want to be a part of. It's kind of air that you would probably prefer to avoid. At any rate, the Reds are your friend when it comes to pitching and hitting against them. Uh, my Tigers, you know, they have not hit for power at all. It's been a real bummer. Eight home runs is dead last in MLB. And they've got two at home against Pittsburgh, who I actually mentioned on the other page there. Pittsburgh is the team that you can <laughs> you can stream against on the other side of this coin. So who's going to give there? The terrible Detroit offense or the terrible Pittsburgh pitching staff? One of them has to give in. And they Tigers also go four times over down in Houston. And that'll be a great opportunity for Houston's pitching to load up on my putrid Tigers offense. It's just not good. Now, I put the Diamondbacks on here. They have six games this week. Three at Miami, three at home against Colorado, not at Colorado. Miami's pitching has been scorching, except... Today, when Sandy Alcantara struggled a bit, really bummed me out, Sandy. You're really, really bumming me out with that. I have so much respect for him, and I have so high expectations for Sandy Alcantara, but sometimes I just don't know if he's going to take that leap to the like uh, ace level. I don't know if he's at ace level right now. It's kind of disappointing. 
But the Diamondbacks are the worst batting average by far. They're like 20 points below the second worst team in MLB. They do walk a lot, though. And I mentioned this on Twitter this week. The Diamondbacks are not going to be as bad as last year. And I stand behind that. They're a better team than they were with that record losing streak on the road last season. And they get on base through the walk a lot. It's their only saving grace. But they cannot hit. And Carson Kelly and Cattell Marte and all these guys have really struggled to get hits. And then the Oakland A's, they're not a good offense. Even if they have a decent record as a team, I wouldn't be fearing the Oakland Athletics by any means because they just don't have... <laughs> they got noisy. I mentioned noisy as a pickup. That's fun, right? But they just don't have a lot of guys that you're like, oh my God, I'm really fearing that Oakland A offense, right? So I put them on this feast as a chance for you all to maybe stream against them because they're bottom five in hits, Ks, and batting average in MLB. And they've got Tampa Bay and Minnesota this week, which both have rock-solid pitching staff. So a pitcher's feast for sure if you have any Rays or Minnesota Twins that you'd like to stream against the Oakland Athletics, who are stinky. They're not that great, okay? I mean, they're not terrible either. You get my point. If you play fantasy baseball, you know what I mean. So... There it is. A couple options to feast upon from the hitting and the pitching side. I'm trying to bring more graphics to the show, which I think will be good. It'll be great. Here's an addendum from Richard Sands, and you guys can jump in the live chat with any addendums of your own choice here on the Plaza Podcast. Fabulous waiver wire live chat. Addendum to MJ Belendez. He's off to a slow start at AAA, hitting just 160, 284, 280 slash line. With two homers, six ribbies, three steals. That's great. Three steals. And a 21 to 13K to walk ratio over 88 plate appearances. Thank you, Richard. That is excellent information. Whatever he does in AAA, still got him the call to the big league. So his pedigree is a go. And if he has a sample size, that's not killer. I mean, the three steals, it's kind of like the Julio Rodriguez situation. Like, okay, Julio's not hitting, but he's got eight steals. That's incredible. That's fantastic. I can use that to my advantage. So Melendez will have value, but you're right. Maybe... Knowing that, and people will look when they're making their fab bids at MJ Melendez's minor league numbers so far, and they'll say to themselves, well, maybe I won't bid as high because people will think less of him. But that is a very gray area for you to determine (laughs) who's going to decide how much to bid and why with a slow start and elite prospect pedigree. Both of those coming together. That's a challenge. That's a major challenge. Helmet, what's up, Helmet? Good to see you, my man. Helmet Cormalis, a regular on the Prospect Show and the Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's, of Huge course. Up. Follow Give us on two. Twitter, Discord, Patreon. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you've never been here before, this is your first time, subscribe to the channel. We got new episodes every week, and we got a lot more where that came from in the Discord. Lynch or Waka short-term, 15-team Roto. Let's see. Daniel Lynch has definitely looked good in his last couple starts. I think he, sh- he absolutely shut down the White Sox, which was one of my starts of the day earlier this week on the Discord. We have a channel called The Start of the Day, and anybody can feel free to throw out who they think will be the start of the day beyond, like, the elites. We're looking at streamers, you know, because the elites you are going to start regardless. Uh, but I think Lynch in the short term without a doubt because I like that division better. It's less scary. Uh, Waka... I looked at his numbers, and they're they're solid. They're solid. What he's doing is fairly legit, but I have more of a trust in Daniel Lynch right now. But I wouldn't blame you going either way. If you want to go the cheap route with Waka, I don't think there'll be a massive gap between what you get between both of them. That's my two cents there. 
Uh, Loaded Sports in the house. What's up, Loaded Sports? Julio's getting it going. Three to four four today with a home run. Hey, all right. Is that his first home run? Is that his first major league home run? Congratulations, Julio Rodriguez. That's cool, man. I love him. He's he's a lot of fun to watch. He's definitely a lot of fun to watch. Uh, What about you guys out there? Waka or Lynch? Any quick comments? Drop them in the live chat. Tell Helmet what you think. What would you do in Roto? Remember, we're talking in that respect, Roto. This is the live fabulous waiver wire live chat try to do it every sunday evening if you got any questions about players you want to pick them up drop them in the live chat right now that's what i'm here to do and help you out let's talk about some guys who are going to be on the mend here isn't that exciting uh there's guys that you want to pick up maybe a week or two ahead if you have the roster space because you know that you can get them at a cheaper price or before anybody else does right because you know, the thing about it is when you get to save a couple fab dollars here, a couple fab dollars there, here, there, everywhere, a fab dollar, that's a good thing for your budget. And you also get players that can help you out at a later date. So if you have bigger rosters, always look ahead about who's coming back, who's on the men from injuries, and who's going to be back soon. To me, that's a key aspect of gaining a slight edge when it comes to fantasy baseball. Not everybody can do that because we don't all have the roster space to do so. So I get that. Jamie says, I dropped Fran Mill Reyes this morning for Brandon Nimmo. It sucks that he was 0 for 19 last week, so I had to make a change. You know what? You're not the first guy to mention Fran Mill. I had another question earlier today on the Twitter DM, and he asked me about a deal that involved Fran Mill and uh, Charlie Morton, Taylor Ward. So basically it was he had Taylor Ward. And he wanted to sell high on the hot streak that Taylor Ward is on, which is an incredible. Taylor Ward is a real deal. I think what he's doing is actually completely legit. I don't think it's a fluke. But he can't be as hot as he's been either. Taylor Ward will have to cool down. But he was trying to sell high on Ward now and take on Franimal because sooner or later, Franimal Reyes will get it going. He absolutely will. He's too good of a hitter to be this bad. And every player goes through these streaks. It's part of... MLB. It's part of being a baseball player. Every baseball player knows it, that it's coming for them at one minute or another. It could be their day. It could be their month. You know, if it's not, if it's not going to be you, then it's going to be the other person. Right? So I, I understand why you would want to make a deal like that. So I think trading for Franimal right now, buy low is a great opportunity, but dropping Franimal, I respect it. Traded Franimal and O'Neill Cruz for wit right before the season. Funny. They are all underperforming so far. Huh? Yeah, they are. <laughs> we haven't seen O'Neill Cruz yet. In fact, MJ Melendez beat him to the majors. I wonder if you had placed prop bets. Who would make it to the major leagues first this year, MJ Melendez or O'Neill Cruz? I think most people would have said O'Neill Cruz, right? Anybody disagree with me? I don't think so. That is surprising. But all three of those guys, Bobby Witt, Franimal, and O'Neill, at some point in the season, they're going to be producers. They're going to be they're going to win you some weeks. They're going to win you a season, possibly, for sure. I have no doubt about any of that. Because, you know, there's a tendency for us to have the the narrow recency bias. And I want to encourage everybody to just remain calm, try to stick with some players who are really struggling right now. I know you can't take constant offers and zeros. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm just asking you to try to remain calm, especially with a guy like a Franimo Reyes or Bobby Wood Jr. who have tremendous value and they will produce eventually, right? So let's talk about Return of the Max, the players that are on the mend here who should make a difference for you and that I would like for you all to pursue. 
turn to the man. Alright, so here it is. I've created a list for you. This is a list of players on the men. Return of the Mac. Evan Longoria could be on a rehab this week. I know that Austin Vossler of the Giants actually had a couple of home runs over the weekend. Back-to-back games with home runs. Very promising. But when Evan Longoria comes back for the Giants, he's going to be involved. He's going to be playing. He's not going to be on the bench, okay? So if you're looking to pick up a third base bat, if you're desperate, 15 teamers or deeper, Longoria is in play. Hyun Jin Ryu of the Toronto Blue Jays could go on a rehab assignment this week. He had that elbow forearm issue, but he threw some bullpens. There was video of him throwing bullpens. So Ryu should be hitting the road for a rehab. And that's a guy that, yeah, you want to get back on your roster. Even though the Blue Jays play in the AL East, which is a brutal division for offense, you still want to have his arm. He's an excellent pitcher. I would be very suspect of it, though. I wouldn't spend a lot of money, and I wouldn't really pick him up personally. If you're asking me, Directly, I would not do that, but that's me. Uh, Josh Rojas, still not ready to go. He's been doing extended spring training with the Diamondbacks. Hasn't had a rehab assignment, but he might need a rehab assignment. So I would not expect him back for this series against the Marlins this week. Uh, Edward Alzale, who I love, has got a killer slider for the Chicago Cubs. Very special talent, really a bummer that he had the side injury derailed his season he has not thrown at all so he's on the 60-day il so he won't come back till june 1st anyways but i wanted to give you an update on alzale mike soroka too mike soroka's a guy to think about he could come back around june as well and help this atlanta pitching staff which needs a little bit of help they've not been that great but keep an eye on mike soroka if you can put in a bid or you could pick him up and stash him on your roster it's now is the time to slowly start thinking about that because we're getting to that point uh, Wade Miley is supposed to head back out on a rehab assignment. So if you're interested in Wade Miley, and I don't know why he would be. I'm not a big Wade Miley guy myself. Not somebody I'm going to be looking at personally. But, you know, if you need pitching and this is the kind of guy you want to pick up, then dude or dudette, do what you got to do. Because it's May now, so you got to make decisions related to, hey, who can help me now and what are my areas of need? You got to be asking yourselves that every week. When your season ends, you look back and you think, boy, I wish I would have done A, B, or C. Will picking up Wade Miley be something that you look back upon and say, man, I wish I'd done that? Probably not, but. It's going to be May. Well, it is May now, so think ahead, guys. David Fletcher, he's back on the roster for the Angels, and he's playing. He played today. So if you need some middle infield help, 15 teams, 14 teamers, or deeper, again, deep leagues, David Fletcher is a play. They got a lot of players they can use. So I would be very reticent to jump on the David Fletcher bandwagon. But, you know, he never provides power. He can give you some average, some runs, maybe a steal. But not even that many steals, which is the worst part about him is I, you would like to get more steals from David Fletcher. And then I want to throw in finally that David, Mr. Joe Ross and Steven Strasburg will continue to throw bullpens. And they are getting closer and closer to returning. Strasburg and Joe Ross. The Nationals need both of those pitchers. Give me two, Utah. Utah. Give me two. So two Nats pitchers that are throwing bullpens. They're slowly working their way back. And, you know, the Nationals still expect Steven Strasburg to pitch 22 or so starts this year. So keep an eye on both of those Nationals pitchers for sure. Uh, Paul Fun says Trevor Story sucks. Okay, well, there you go. That's 
Breaking news, everybody. Uh, Loaded Sports says he'll turn it around. And Paul says, I started dropping after 100 at-bats. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm not sure exactly who Paul's referring to there, but um, if you can provide clarity, that's great. So as far as pickups this week, anybody else you want to throw out there? I've got a couple minutes left, and I'm going to get the heck out of here. Uh, I think guys like uh, Joey Wendell, in my Govier's guys, which I try to do every night, guys that stood out to me this week, Joey Wendell was one of them. Several steals. He's got multiple pole positions. Multi-positional eligibility is always a good thing. Joey Wendell. Joey Wendell. Remember that song, Mr. Wendell? I think that was Arrested Development. I think it was. That was early 90s. Good times. But I think Joey Wendell's a guy you want to try to pick up. I'm also going to throw out an idea. Michael Chavis. These are cheaper, cheaper offerings, okay? Again, some middle infield help. Michael Chavis of the Pittsburgh Pirates had played eight of his last nine games coming into Saturday night. And he's been finding a bit pop, and he hasn't been striking out as much as you would think. I've actually been pleased with Michael Chavis' strikeout numbers. A little bit improvement there, so that's good news. How about this? Uh, Lamont Wade Jr. of San Francisco and Luis Urias in Milwaukee coming back, too. That's right. That's a great point. I have Luis Urias heavily rostered in a lot of leagues, and I've been holding him for a while, waiting, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And those were leagues where I could afford to carry that weight. And Urias should hopefully be back in a week or so. I don't know if he'll play this week or next, but Luis Urias of the Brewers, very, very close. Again, more multi-positional eligibility. He can steal some bags. He can hit for power. He's got to give you 25 home runs, maybe 10 steals, hit 270. OBP leagues, he's even more valuable because he has a higher walk rate. And then Lamont Wade Jr. was a pleasant surprise in 2021, and is there room for him on the San Francisco team? I don't know. That's a question. So if you want to use Wade Jr., where is he going to play? And how do you see him fitting into the Giants situation right now? I would be a little hesitant. I like him as a player. He's talented. He has a lot to offer. You know, 10 homers, 10 steals for a stretch there. He could help you out in head-to-head leagues where you need to win weeks and shit like that. But be cautious. Be very, very cautious. Paul says, I wait till a player has 100 ABs before I decide if I want to replace them, brother. Great show. Thank you, Paul. First off, that is an outstanding reference point. 100 ABs minimum, right? Don't panic. Paul, you know what you're doing? I hope you're in the Discord. You need to get your ass in there because you seem like the kind of guy or person or whoever you are that we need in the Discord. Paul, good on you. Thanks for the tip. Always, always good to have a few set rules to live by, okay? Anthony, what's up, Anthony? Anthony Gialdi, my dear friend, my Casey Moose in Arms Urias, everyday third baseman, return imminent. Yep, he definitely will play every day. In fact, Keston Hira will lose out on playing time because of Urias' return. So if you've been hanging on to Hira and hoping for him to be a regular, give up that hope now. Give up the ghost. Absolutely. Uh, It's a long season. Be patient. Absolutely, Loaded Sports. Sage advice. Simple but true. Trent Grisham, Erdio21. What's up, Erdio? Trent Grisham, worth holding in a 12-team? Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't give up on him yet. I really like, I don't know, is this OBP or not too? If it was not OBP, I might be a little bit more motivated to pull the plug. But uh, let me do a quick little search here on Grisham just so I can give you some insight on his, because I haven't had a chance to look at some of his deeper numbers recently. Right now, obviously a slow start, 153 average, 274 OBP, uh, 13% walk rate though. That's right in line with his career norm. The strikeout rate's up a bit. It's at 27%. That's it's not great, but it's not god-awful. That's still tolerable. And no steals yet. That's a big bummer. You really want to see steals from Grisham. 
I think he's way better than this. In fact, I know he's way better than this. He's got a 65 WRC plus. That's not good. But let's see his hard hit rate. Uh, he's pulling the ball like he normally would for the most part. Yeah, um, I think you want to hold on here. I don't think you want to pull the plug just yet. Don't panic on Grisha. Maybe hold another week or two. Although the hard hit rate is way down at 27.5%. That is a cause for concern. I'm not sure exactly why that would happen, but his max EV is still in line with his career for the most part. It's not way off. Launch angle is down, though. It looks like more ground balls are in play. So if the launch angle continues and he continues to hit balls on the ground and he can't put the ball in play more often, and the BABIP continues to be a problem, then maybe Grisham time is over. So today I say keep him, but next week I might change my mind. That's the best I can give you right now on the fly. I hope that helps. Uh, Paul says, how long do you hold on to an underperformer? Me... There's so many context-based situations, Paul. Like, how long am I going to hold on to somebody? What type of league is it? Uh, how much roster space do I have? How am I doing? Am I really, really struggling? Do I need to pull the plug sooner than later? Am I performing well, despite having a player who's not doing anything for me? Can, how long can I carry that player? So to me, there's several variables where I'm not just going to give a blanket statement about when I pull the plug. I do know I learned some lessons last year. I've been playing this game for 20-plus years. Fantasy baseball. Full disclosure, I've been doing this for a while, okay? If you want my credentials, I'll send you my CV or my resume. But I'll tell you this, there is there is a time and a place to pull the plug. Last year, Nick Solak, the two Nicks, actually. Give me two! Utah! The two Nicks. Give me two. Man, a lot of twos today. Nick Solak and Nick Senzel, I hung on to them too long last year and they burned me. So, I regretted that now. And I regret that to this day. And I've been a little bit more aggressive on possibly pulling the plug. I think your 100 plate appearances at bat situation, I like that. That's a good rule to live by. I got no beef with that at all. But again, there's a lot of variables based on the format, the league, how I'm doing, uh, how much roster space I have. All of those variables come into a pot. I stew it all together. And then you get your answer on whether or not I drop somebody or not. Jamie says, I got him as well now. It's who to drop when he does come back. Mm, yeah, Urias. Gonna love it. He's gonna be a big boost to all of our teams. Gialdi, what is your take on MJ Melendez? Yeah, hey, Anthony, are you still there? You're a local Kansas City Royal aficionado, at least in the area. Can you tell us how do you see MJ Melendez this season? We'd love to get your local opinion before we wrap up the show because I gotta go. I just want to come in, do a quick half hour or so. I gave you guys some streaming options in terms of the worst pitching staffs and the worst hitters. Team-wise. So I hope that helps. We had a lot of great questions. Um, there's a lot more guys. If you want to get more information and questions, you feel like you got short change on the show, go to the Discord. You can bring it all into the Discord and ask your fab questions till your heart's content. You can go to town. We got so many people like Richard and... Gosh, too many people to name. I'm, I'm going to miss somebody if I start naming all the names. But everybody in there with Jay and Jared and John and... Jamie, there's such a great crew in there, man. We really got, and of course, Charlie, you know, Charlie, I love you. Of course, my Oregon brother in arms. So that's the show for now. It's a quick show. I get in, get out. Richard, thank you so much. Uh, if I didn't get to somebody you want to talk about, again, join the Discord. It's for free. If you're looking for the Discord link, go to the Palazzo Podcast Twitter feed. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. It's all at the top. There's the Patreon link along with the Discord. Go there. You will find more access. Well, we're not doing shows every day. We're in the Discord 24-7. So, in a way, you're getting more out of the Discord than you ever would any of the shows we do. I think that's fair to say. And it's totally free. 
All right. Hey, Lotus Morris, thank you so much. Nice show, Michael. You guys are very kind. There it is. That is the fabulous waiver wire live chat show for Sunday, May 1st. It's going to be May. It sure is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.